shot from Will Sharif off the other side of the crossbar. Nice little chip. Oh, Mr. Oliveira with a cheeky goal. Hey everybody, welcome to the 423 Soccer Pod post-match rant. And on the post-match rant, we review the match that we just watched. And what we just watched, Todd, was a CFC 1-1 draw with the Milwaukee Torrent. Uh, There was uh, really nothing in the first half, two goals in the second half, with the Milwaukee Torrent equalizing in about the 83rd minute, I think. You have initial... Reaction to this match? I think I have kind of mixed emotions about this. I mean, it's hard to know how good Milwaukee is, but you can't help but feel like we left two points there just because we, for the most part, I thought, had control of the game, especially late in the game after we had taken the lead. We had just had a a flurry of of chances, and uh, the ball, you know, was just left kind of pinging around in the box, and, yeah, they they score on a – on a bicycle kick off a, uh, a ball that we failed to clear. So at the end of the day, I think, you know, all but the last five to eight minutes of the game, Chattanooga deserved all three points. And then here we are, you know, driving back from uh, Milwaukee with one point. So I see it as opportunity lost. I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but when you, when you have the game in hand for not for 85 minutes and then lose it in the last lose those points in the last five, it's it's got to be seen as opportunity lost. Yeah, I mean we we controlled that match. We were in we were in real control of the matchup until we scored, and then really even after that, it's disappointing. I, I guess is is the word I will use for it. it. To be in such control, you know the old cliche: goals change games, right? And that. You know that you know they put a it was off a of, off a free kick they passed the free kick to a, a runner who puts in a shot about I don't know thirty yards out it gets blocked it bounces up in the air it gets headed we do a really really poor job of clearing it we had two or two chances I think to clear the ball uh, and one is just miss hit that goes straight up in the air they get a header on it puts it back in the cement mixer as they say and you know the guy just he's facing away from goal and and does a bike kick and it you know it bounces right off the crossbar into the goal it's you know and then after that for as much control as we had before that goal after that goal we didn't have much control at all um i mean we did have a maybe a couple of chances there you know in the in in the latter part of the match but i really felt like we were holding on a little bit and then you know they had that they had that goal that was called back for offside i can't tell um, from where the camera is, if it's offside or not, it's on the far side of the field um, that the guy scores, and so it's it's hard for me to tell. I know they were very upset, but they've got this pretty much the same angle we do. There's no way they can really tell. It, at least the bench has the same angle that that we do, and there's no way they can tell. So, yeah, to be in control of a match, to have the three points in your hand. And then to have something as as kind of crazy as that ball pinging around and and we just don't take care of it and we got punished. Uh, and then after that, I think we got very frustrated and you could really tell. And they got they got to renew the energy and those last I don't know ten minutes because I think there was like I don't know maybe more than ten minutes. There was yeah, like, I think it was seven minutes to stop it. Yeah, time. so. 
so the next 15 minutes, I mean, they, they, you know, they were, they were the side that had more energy and it re, we really looked like we were, we were flustered. We were frustrated and, but we held on for a point, I guess, but it's definitely, it's most definitely two points drop. Let me ask you this. Do you think that we should have done, done more to, uh, I guess, defend, like change our posture after we, you know, started getting in maybe the 75th minute and we're on the road and we have a lead. And, you know, we know, you know, we've been uh, going now for, you know, three or four months, long season. You know, we're tired. We've traveled. Do you think we should have maybe parked the bus at that point? Yeah, you take the sting out of the game a little bit. Yeah. You know, drop into a 4-4 or 4-5-1 even and – you know, kind of, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's whenever you're one up like that, you have to, you got to manage the game. Um, and, you know, I, hey, I was, we had chances. Even after we scored, we had more chances to put, put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, so I don't want anybody that didn't see the game and just listening to this. Even after we went up one to nothing, we had multiple chances to put the second uh, goal on the board and kind of put our foot on their throat. And it, it, it didn't happen. Oh, absolutely, so, we scored in what the sixty-second minute, I think. Yeah, yes. the sixty-second, sixty-second minute between the sixty-second and their goal, sixty-second and the eighty-fifth or eighty-fourth or whenever they scored, we did have a couple of decent chances. Uh, actually, there was one that I would class, I would, I would classify as a sitter. I mean, it was it went right across an open goal, and we just, we just poked it wide. Yeah, and uh, you know, so that was probably the best chance. We had a bunch of shots that were just kind of wild, um, and you know you would like to you would like to see them. You'd like to see us do a little better and get a couple, at least a couple of those on frame and test. You know, I, you know, I've been saying, you know, I said last week that we needed to be taking some of those shots because I, I think we've left some out there, some of those longer shots. So I'm glad we took them, but uh, we really we really got to put we got to maybe that's why we're not taking them because we're not putting them on not putting them on frame. Um, so yeah, we, we had our chances. We had, you know, we hit the post or hit the crossbar in the first half too. Um, but well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So why, why don't we go back to the beginning? And we always get ahead of ourselves. I, well, we, I think what happens is we let our emotion just get charged about how we felt about the game and we just kind of get right into it. Yeah, I am. But yeah, let's, I'm not happy about this can, one at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, any, any, any surprises with the starting lineup? We come out in a four, three, three, you, you know, we had talked about in the pre-match that you thought we might come out in a four, three, three to match their formation. So any, any surprises there? Uh, no, when I look at the starting 11, I mean, it looks like it's a starting 11 out of a little bit of necessity because it appears that Lima's probably still injured and that's, uh, causing the Sanchez Soren, uh, starting combination. Not that that's bad, but. That's probably why it's there. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it looks pretty uh, – I, I don't know how I felt about – how did you feel about the midfield? We had – across the midfield, we had uh, Cam, Juan, and Ginky, and then up top we had Costa, Oliveira, and Webb. Um, how, how did you feel about the midfield uh, trio? Well, you know, I think – so who do, so who we had? We had across uh, – we had uh, Juan, of course, in the middle, and then we had – who was out wide? Uh, Ginky and Cam. Ginky and Cam. So, yeah, I mean, I. Well, I guess Cam. I guess Ginky was probably Ginky was deeper, and then the other two were probably were a little bit more forward. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I don't know who else. Yeah, I mean, if if I were to if I were to say anything, I I don't know if if I would have started Cam, but 
Uh, he seems to do better coming off the bench, in my opinion. But I don't know, you know who, um, you know they're they're playing they're playing Smarzok as a as a fullback now, so he's not available out as a as a midfielder. We still have an injury concern with um, Walsh. Yeah, with Mason. You know, I I, I don't know. You know, so is it's Cam or Caleb? I mean, I think both of them do a little bit better off the bench. Uh, so I don't know. It's a little. It's a. It's maybe. It's a maybe a little. I don't know. I mean, I, I, did did I see that right? Ginky was out wide. No, I I don't know. I, th- I think Ginky was probably tucked in the. He was tucked deeper. So it's almost like a four-one-two-three, you know, like with with Ginky a little bit deeper, and then okay, the other two playing yeah. a little bit for like a like a inverse chevron. Um, yeah. So so you know, Ginky was a little deeper. So I I don't I don't know. I mean, I, again, I think Cam I, I think Woodfin probably is a little better coming off the bench, but I don't really know what you know our our with Mason not available apparently, and Marcus already on the field as a fullback. And again, I think, you know, I think so. It's it it ends up being, you know, kind of a Caleb or 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 Cam kind of equation. So I don't know that I have too much of a problem. I mean, it didn't. When I saw the lineup, nothing really stuck out. I mean, you know, again, I think you know Oliveira in the in the middle up top. You know, again, we just don't have a number nine. So when we play a four three three, we just don't have a real center forward. Yeah. uh, so you know, it's almost like he's. So yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, we're not, we don't have anybody who can kind of really hold up play. But again, they weren't pressing, so we really, we really didn't, it, we didn't have that need really in the first half. But right. um, yeah, the, so the I don't know the four. The, I mean, I'm interested in. I would only assume, like you said in the pre in the in the pre match uh, show that we just went to that four three three to match them in the midfield and to match, you know, to match them um, because that's typically how would they play. So you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, it's interesting that the four, four, two diamond has, has almost disappeared. And I don't, yeah, we haven't, we haven't seen it with, with rate, with the regularity that we were seeing it during. The and I don't know. Season. I don't, I'm starting to wonder if it's a if it's a personnel issue or if it is a, uh, and meaning that the players maybe the more comfortable running that four three three, you know I just I don't know would have to ask coach about that and maybe that's that's something that he's more comfortable with uh, versus. Um, well, we've played the box and we've played a four three. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of of uh, Bill's last name, gosh, <laughs> our coach. Bill Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, so I, I so I don't know if, so I don't know if it's a thing where Elliot's more comfortable with a four four two and since he's left then maybe Fuller's more comfortable in a four three three. I, I just I, I don't know. But my, my guess was at the end of this game it was just to simply uh, match their four three three and maybe we're comfortable enough in it to do that. So and yeah, again, again, it, I, I mean, I thought, it gives us the speed it gives us the speed outside with Webb and Costa. I mean I do like that. Um, Webb looked good tonight. He caused him a lot of problems yes, up that right yeah. side. Uh, but again, I, I don't, I don't know if, you know, I'm not smart enough to know if really Oliveira is better in a, in a trio up top or if he's better in a pair. Um, he, we just don't have a center forward. 
I mean, we, you know, we just really don't have somebody who is what I would consider to be kind of a stereotypical center forward or somebody who's, you know, five eleven, six foot, some, you know, who, who can, yeah. who can control the ball, who can play with their back to the net um, and back to goal. And, I, you know, I, you know, and maybe I'm just not, I mean, I'm, you know, maybe I'm ignorant and not knowing how else you can play the four, three, the four, three, three is a formation that always gives me a little trouble. I feel more comfortable with like a four two three one and like a four four two diamond, I get I get that I get what the I get what you're trying to do. The four four the four three three always gives me a little problem because it seems so. I mean, you know, you you have to have your midfield. Excuse me, you have to have your fullbacks up to give you width, and mm-hmm. um, it just seems so top heavy to me. But it's it's really not more top heavy than a four two. I don't know. I just don't know enough about it really, and I should because you know the some of the clubs I, the club I follow has played a four three three, and and it's it is the it seems to be the formation du jour uh, at least in the Premier League with teams like um, Liverpool and City who are out there pressing everybody to death in a four three three. So I should know more about it than I do. But I, I it it doesn't. I don't know it it. It doesn't really. We're you know, we're possessing the ball well. We have we created we created opportunities tonight. So it's not that it's it's not. I don't, I just don't know. I, it's it's just frustrating. So, <laughs> yeah, congratulations. We've officially talked ourselves full circle. Yeah, we, I don't I don't know what I don't know what we're doing other this than is, just. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I think this is what happens when you're when we start to not see the results that we want. We start kind of like, well, is it this? Is it that? Is it formation? Is it personnel? And you just kind of talk yourself in these circles. And when at the end of the day, you just got to put the ball in the back of the net. You got to create the chances. And when the chances are created, you got to put the ball in the back of the net. And when the other team has the chances, you want to limit those and keep the ball out of the net. Right. And it's so – I think we overcomplicated on one end when it's really a, a very simple process. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a very simple game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, back, so, 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 in the hopes of regaining a, some type of structure to this chaos that I've created, we've talked about the form. We've talked about the starting lineup. I, I, I don't think anything. I didn't. It didn't raise any eyebrows when, when I saw uh-huh. the starting lineup. I, you know, it. Uh, we haven't seen Dunstan in a while, although I think he came in in the second half. So it's interesting. Yeah. We forgot about him when we were doing the preview, when we were kind of figuring out who would be in the back four. We didn't talk about Dunstan at all. So he came in, um, but we have some injury concerns, so that, that kind of shuffled things around. So, I, I, But nothing really raised – again, with Oliveira and a four-three-three as a center forward, I don't understand that. I would love for somebody to talk to me about that. Because uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see him as a winger either. So I just don't see him as a as a forward in a four three three. I see him as a as a forward in a in a four four two, I guess, with a pair. Uh, you know, like another pair that he could play off of. So anyway, that enough of that. So anything else about the first half other than ranting about? Yeah, the, the terrible feed. Which uh, thank you so much to um, uh, Andrew Brazy, El Conductor, and whoever was holding that camera or phone and uh on facebook live i believe it was mrs breezy wow okay i believe it was uh, kudos to her then because all we were getting in the first half uh the kuju feed was messed up hats off to the owner of the uh milwaukee torrent for coming on at halftime uh or coming 
uh, into the booth after halftime and uh, uh, actually apologizing to everyone in Chattanooga who was waiting on that feed. Uh, he was very gracious and very apologetic uh, about that. So uh, it, it did get better in the second half. So we, we appreciate their efforts up there. We know that it's uh, it can definitely cause problems. But no, aside from that, in the first half, the bad feed, we overcame that in the second half. And then uh, uh, I guess we can talk about the goal. CFC scores in the 62nd. Uh, ball comes in. Actually, it was uh, – CFC had been applying pressure for about a good 10 minutes, I thought. Uh, we had had a, a few chances – uh, flash across the goal, and then uh, we have a, a ball come down the left side. Ball gets played across, goes all the way across the face of the goal, over to the right, where um, uh, Gabby Torres collects, puts it back in across the face of the goal, and uh, Costa is there to uh, bury it in the back of the net. Uh, and that gave CFC the 1-0 lead in the 62nd minute. It was a nicely worked goal that came off a turnover for some pressure. So, I, you know, that was, yeah, it was it, a good move it, down it was, the our left side. Goal. And it was well-deserved. It was well-deserved that time because we had had them under pressure, you know, for most of the game and definitely increased pressure in the 10 minutes leading up to that. So I was like, well, finally, it's about time, you know, because I thought that goal had been coming for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, they they did start pressing a little more in the second half. So, you know, in the first half, like we mentioned they really, they really, they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't park a bus or anything, but they sat back and allowed us to have the ball in our own half. And once we came into the half, they, they did apply some pressure in the, in the midfield. Um, you know, and they, you know, they, they weren't a terrible team. I mean, you know, they, they had the ability to hold the ball and, um, but they didn't, they create, and they created a, a couple of shots uh, in that first half. But the second half, you know, when we talked with, when we talked to Dylan, in the preview match uh, or the preview pod, um, he talked about them playing a four-three-three and they and then pressing a lot to get turnovers. And so I started to see them press a lot more at the beginning of the second half, at least in the first maybe ten or fifteen minutes. I felt that I felt they did they did press uh, some more and did cre- and kind of created a little a couple of problems for us. I don't know. Again, I, I still felt like up until that eighty-fifth minute that CFC was in in control of the match. Um, but they, they did press a little bit more. Uh, then, like you said, we, we, we had that goal in the 60 – what was it, 64th, 60 – in the – 62nd in was the 60 our goal. 62nd minute, yeah. And then, you know, I, I thought we were – I thought we were just going to go on. And, you know, we had that I, – I can't remember. We had that really good chance where the ball crossed in front of, of the face of goal. And I think and, Zeka, that was – Yeah, uh, I think that was Zeka. Zeka. That and he just tapped it wide. I mean, he just – you know, he yep. kind of – I think the cross came in and he um, – he just tapped it wide, and you know that's probably that's a that's a chance that we're going to. I'm sure he is frustrated by that. That's he's probably thinking about that chance. That's a chance we have to put away, and you know because that two nil up at that point, you know I think we're probably safe. You know that has happened, that has happened quite a bit where we have had chances to to take goals and take opportunities and. And we have just missed – we've missed some open nets and we've just missed some chances that we just don't need to be missing. Yeah, and I wonder how much of it is too. I, I, I think that the game got a little too open after we scored uh, for my liking uh, away from home, kind of given, you know, I guess our history a little bit. I'd like to see it tighten up a little bit. I'd like to see, uh, you know, maybe some defensive substitutions after that point and uh, maybe a, a formation change to a – you know, like you said, maybe five in the midfield, one up top. I mean – 
let's lock those situations up and, and make sure we get back to Chattanooga with those three points. Uh, I mean, that's kind of my entire take on the game. It, it kind of got away from us in the last little bit. Kudos to the Torrent uh, to come fight back and get that point. And, hey, let's not forget, you know, the, that's the same way they fought back at, you know, in New York. Yep. They were down two to, no, two to nothing going into the 80th minute, and uh, they equalized. Uh, I, th- I want to say they, they got the first goal in the 88th yep. and then the second in stoppage time. Yep. So, so they're quickly earning the moniker of cardiac kids of, of this, of this uh, Members' Cup. And, uh, you know, and you, had, you were talking with somebody on Twitter that brought up the fact, like, hey, you know, CFC's been playing a long time now in the season, and so, uh, so are the Cosmos. And we talked uh, to uh, uh, Mr. Dooley, whose first name I can't remember. Dylan. What was his first name? Dylan. Dylan. And, he, you know, we talked about them not playing in the NPSL regular season. So they are fresh. Uh, I mean, that can go both ways, right? You can say, well, they're not having played together as much, but they're also fresh. Uh, so they're, they can go deep into games, and CFC's been playing since, uh, you know, what, February? So yeah, maybe so let, there's something to that. Yeah, so let me give him credit. Chris Barr uh, responded to me, I guess, one of, my, one of my frustrated, probably my most frustrated tweet. He responds, you know, how much do you think – this is simply stamina over a long season. Some of these guys have been have been in pretty regular competition since March, which is definitely not something most of the guys are probably used to. He goes on to say that he's still newish to soccer, just started following in 18, but he knows in baseball it happens when guys make the jump from the minor leagues to the majors. The season is much longer, and they just give out in the last 20 games or so. No clue if that happened here or not. I, you know, And I, I came back and said, you know, you know, it hasn't seemed to impact Detroit or New York. Detroit's probably, you know, Detroit's probably not a good example. Matt um, Coniglio reminded me that, you know, they had a lot of turnover, so they probably have 10 or 12 guys who are coming into their team who weren't in the NPSL season. So they've they've got some fresh legs or fresher legs. New York is is a, just a different, I think it's a different, just a different group of players from the get-go. And and so, but I, I think, you know, I didn't give that, I, I really hadn't thought about that. I think I wonder if Chris has a point. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly true that when you've got those guys, when the guys going up from Double A to to majors, if you're going to use the 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 uh, baseball analogy, you know, they get to that game like 105, 110 if they're playing a full season, and and they're just their body's just not used to that. And so, yeah. you know, I, I I do wonder about it, I, I, but I don't I don't know if I see they don't look like it doesn't look like fatigue. Is a factor. Well, fatigue can, fatigue can manifest in, in several ways, right? It can man, manifest itself in like physically seeing somebody yeah. slow down or, or mental. mentally slowing sure. down. Yeah, and, and, and there'd be a gap in concentration there. Yeah. And to go back to your other two, uh, I'll make this point about, about Detroit and about New York. You know, we know Detroit had a major roster overhaul between their NPSL right. season and their Members' Cup season. So I, who knows how many miles their legs have on. And the Cosmos, I'll say, have they really looked that good? No, uh, I, I mean, mean you, that's let's a be good honest. Point. They, they, they slipped up and they lost a late two-goal lead to the same Milwaukee Torrent team. And then tonight we saw them escape by the skin of their teeth to Napa Valley 1-0, and that was at New York. So I'm not really sure exactly how good they've looked. That's a fair now, point. They, they've won. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're, they're leading the, uh, the Members' Cup with, on 10 points, but I'm not sure how good they've looked. 
Yeah, that, that's a very fair point, and one that I was thinking about as I was as I was talking about New York. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they, you know, they went down to ten men even, and you know, kind of scraped by with a one nil victory over Napa, and you know, a team that we just really ripped apart just last week. So you know, it's a good point. I, you know, it's it's one of those things, and you know, I also I also go kind of went back and forth with Matt on you know, I think I said something like that our performances have just not been good enough. It wasn't exactly what I said. I said, I said, I don't know what to say, but CFC has not performed well in this competition. And he came back and said, Hey, listen, I don't know if it's performance or if it's, if it's outcomes, if it's the results that I'm talking about. And I'm, I'm basically am talking about results because from a performance standpoint, if you want to, if you want to use certain metrics to define performance, if you look at possession, passing stats, shots taken, shots given up we have controlled most of the matches we've played except for except probably for the new york match which i think was a just a midfield battle and you know i I, i've thought about going back and even doing that game from a stats perspective just to to look at it versus the napa to see the differences in the possession and the passing stats Um, but other other than that we've we've basically controlled most of the matches and we've been killed on counters and set pieces um, and again, that's what that's what damaged us tonight. But let, let's not. I, okay, so here here's my only issue with with performance versus results. Okay, because you're, if you're basing performance on stats, okay, let's not forget that a lot of people's uh, or some teams they are more than happy to give you all the possession in the world, and they are very happy and comfortable sitting that way and operating purely on the counter. That's how their personnel is set up. Yes. That's how their entire team is set up. And it's just as valid as, of a setup and a strategy as possessing the ball for immense amount of times and having shots on goal. I guess what I'm saying is, is, you know, a few years ago when it was, you know, Barcelona and Madrid, both strategies worked. Madrid were happy to sit there and absorb and, and encounter with the likes of Ronaldo. And Messi was happy to sit there with the ball and or Madrid was. I'm sorry, Barca was happy to sit there and, you know, ticky-tock the ball around. And so they're, they're both valid. That's why you can't look at statistics and, and say, if the other team is content to give you 80% of the ball, then have you really done anything? Well, it's, it's the age-old, I mean, it's the age-old debate. You love it when I bring up my, the club I follow in the EPL, so I'm going to do it anyway. I, I, do, I you, do love it. You, just, you do love it. But this is, this is classic Wenger versus Mourinho. Like, you know, Wenger is – he was defense by possession. And, and, and Barcelona is a better example of that uh, under, under Pep where they – you know, if you control the ball 80% of the time, that's 80% of the time the other team can't score. So it's defense through possession. But it's got to be possession with a purpose. And I think that's what, that's what hurt at least my, my Arsenal team in the last five or six years of, of Wenger's reign that it was really possession without much of a purpose. You know, Mourinho, you know, he, he gets a lot of flack from me included for playing very negative, defensively oriented soccer. But he won a, you know, he, you know, Chelsea, he didn't win it, but Chelsea won a Champions League playing that way. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. There, there are, you know, it's, it's one thing to lament defensive soccer, but it's a, it's a strategy that you, that you use. And, 
you know, f- the fact of the matter is, if you go up against that strategy, it is your job to break them down. It is your job yeah. to still score. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's my entire. My but the entire only the only thing I would I say I don't look at uh, it will frustrate you more. I yeah. promise you, it will frustrate you far more if you're a team that thrives on eighty percent possession and you you get that and you still lose than a person that is. Uh, roots for a team that gives up 80% possession and and you don't get a result that well we didn't really see the ball did we yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but you know the other the other the, the other argument i guess and, and you know I'll I'll make Matt's argument against me for him since he's not here although i did i did say you know the two of us yelling at each other about this might make a good podcast if you create enough chances over the course of a season you think you will regress to the mean. You think you will, if you keep creating good chances, those chances will eventually come around and be converted into goals. I mean, so, you know, that's the idea behind XG, right? If you have enough good chances, those are going to be converted into goals, and then those goals will turn into results. And, and Let me I, ask you this. When, 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 when the great possession teams, when they have the ball, where is the defense? The defense for whom? The team that has the ball or the team that they're the, playing no, against? No, the, the team that does not have the ball. They're, Generally speaking, they're they packed are in all the Yes, they are. Exactly. With everything in front of them, yeah. as opposed to the counterattack team, which relies on transition and the unknown and being able to get players out of their position. And there's a lot of space on the, in, in their offensive third to do that. And, and it's about, to me, it's about, Quality of chances versus quantity of chances. If sure. every time that you have a have a shot, somebody's in front of you, then I, look, I'm almost arguing for a counterattack style here. I mean, my God, Leicester City won a Premier League. Yes, they it's, did. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did well. Yeah, that and that and every other top six club just decided that that was the season they were just going to fart around and and do nothing. That's true. I mean, they were going to point at each other while that's true. Exactly. Right? You know, that Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, you know, that's the it. That's meme. it. They just all pointed. At the, each other. We all pointed at each other. And then Jamie Vardy snuck around and stole the, stole the trophy. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's certainly, you know, I think it, I, I think there's a part of me, even though, even though I'm, I, I follow Arsenal and, and Arsenal can never be accused of being defensively sound. I, you know, I, there's a part of me who who still says, and you and I had this conversation. I think, in what we wanted to see in this match, I mean, we said above all, what we wanted to see was a clean sheet. And when you go on the road, you have to start there. And yeah. Um. And and I, I think, even even though I, you know, like I said, Arsenal, the team I follow does not does not practice this. They want to outscore people. I, I, I think you know, in my heart, in my core, I, I really do believe you. You know, hey, I mean, it's 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 a duh statement, but you cannot lose if you do not give up a goal. So true, and and that's you know, as much as I don't like him, I mean, that's the whole foundation of Mourinho's tactics. Like, we may get a draw, but we're not. We're going to get a draw as nil nil, but we're we won't lose. And over the course of a, of a season. We'll win more than we lose if we don't if we played sound and solid defense and 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 I don't think I don't think I don't think sound and I don't think our defense tonight was not sound or solid. It was a it was a a shot that went in that got that you know that bounced around 
that popped up in front of one guy and he, he biked it in, you know, in some ways yeah. that those are things that are, that's well, really hard to account for. And you well, can, you we've can made it point... to game five hmm? and that's been, we've made it to game five and we have yet to have a team that sat there with possession on us and has managed to score off, off significant possession. Oh yeah. Right. It has not happened in five no, games. Hmm. Uh, everything has been off transition and the half chance. So, but here we are five games in with five points yep. off goals scored against us off the half chance and transition. End of story. Yep. And so you've got to, you've got to think if, if somebody as ignorant about soccer tactics as me can point to this and, and say there, there is a, there is a problem here when, you know, we, when we, uh, you know, I went back and kind of in my mind and went through the end of the season and even that that Greenville match that we lost three one. I mean, we were just switched off at, at, at the throw-ins and 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 set pieces, and and it's just so frustrating that that we we're not giving up good goals. We're giving up mm-hmm. goals that are garbage, but they still count. I mean, it's not like it's not like a garbage goal. We don't have the you know the Russian and the French judge on the side scoring the goals out of ten. Every goal counts. Uh, no matter as long as the ball, the whole ball crosses the whole line, they all count the same. But it's just maddening, <clears throat> excuse me, that teams are not creating goals. They are just, it seems like stumbling into them. Well, I think we've about talked this one into the ground. So I don't know. I uh, still want to. I still <laughs> listen, Todd. I told you before we started recording, I have a 24 hour rule. I don't, you know, for, for 24 hours after a match, uh, I can celebrate or I can lament. But after those 24 hours, I do neither. It's the, I put the game put the, put the game or the match behind me. In other me words, and move you got to get it all in now. But so technically, I still have like 21 hours left. And so, and I'm looking at the recorder here, and we have 46 hours left of uh, space oh on the disc. So, oh, dear. <laughs> So I hope everybody out there, I hope everybody out there is buckled in because this post-match rant, we're, we're, we're not even a 10th of the way through it. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that to anybody. Uh, Well, let's, let's at least go over the, uh, the standings. Yeah, go over Uh, the standings. I'll shut up for a second. You go over the standings. As of, as of tonight, we got uh, Cosmos sitting in first place on 10 points after four games played. Uh, Detroit on six points after two games played. CFC in five points in five games. Uh, Milwaukee, five points in three games. Michigan Stars, one point in two games. And uh, Napa Valley, one point out of four games played. And I uh, just want to go back and uh, uh, point out Detroit did play tonight. They had a friendly against Atlas of uh, Liga Emekis, and uh, they ran out winners on that one, two to one. Uh, a great result for them in a friendly. Uh, always nice to. Uh, collect a a top division scalp, if you will. Um, so good, good for those guys. I guess the the table is what it is. I mean, we're in third place in five games, five points, five games. Uh, obviously, that's going to change a lot because a lot of teams got games in hand on us. Uh, Michigan Stars have only played two. Detroit's only played two, uh, and we're we've played five. So we have played the most games uh, in the Members Cup. Cosmos and uh, D- Detroit, you know, they have those three games in hand, I mean, that's that's a lot of points to put on the board, and it's a lot of points to fumble away. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with those over the course of the, of the next few weeks. 
Yeah, they're in the. They've got to be in kind of. They're in the proverbial catbird seat. I mean, they can, they can really. You know, they win those three matches, and you know, they it, it, things are set up pretty well for them. But though know, they've not played, you know, they've not played the Cosmos yet, so that'll be an interesting match. Oh um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. See, see how that shakes out, and I see who are their wins against. Uh, well, their wins were against us and uh, Napa, Napa Valley. Yeah. So yeah, so. I, Here's what I honestly think. I think all these teams are not really far apart. I think they're all within 10 to 15% of each other. And uh, so I think that every team's got to go out there and fight every night. And obviously Napa Valley, they've everybody's been kicking them, uh, getting their points off of them. But, you know, you saw them, like, stiffen up tonight and uh, only give up one goal against Cosmos and gave them, I think, all they wanted. So, uh it's gonna be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. I think it's still all to play for. Yeah, it's really it's really easy to you know like I am doing you know, overreact to one or two results. I mean, we could you know we could come back and win. You know, um, Project Twelve is shot to hell, but you know we can still you know we can still win the next two matches um, and and get ten points out of twelve going into that cos going into that that second Cosmos match. And and who knows who knows what else happens? I mean, all you can do is is you go you can you can you got to put the last one behind you. We've got Napa coming in to Finley next week, I believe, and so you know we just put this behind us and go get three points again, and and hopefully the other the other results. You just have to rely on other people either drawing or you know some. some if you don't, if people don't want overreaction, then don't listen to the post match <laughs> rant. Wait till the regular podcast. This is for yeah. this is for overreaction, overanalyzed everything, and overhyped everything, hyperbole. That's where this it lives on this this particular uh, podcast. So maybe in a few days uh, we'll uh, see more clearly. Hey, and I'm just looking forward to getting back to Finley. I, I just can't take these road game feeds and not being able to see the whole game. And I feel like it uh, really takes a toll on me because I get frustrated watching this stuff. Yeah, but it's, again, you know, we have great weather today, and I've already heard that next weekend, you know, that, that four-letter word, rain, is in that. We just can't have – we have had so much rain at our home matches this year. I, I just can't yeah. take – I just can't take another – I just can't take another rain match. Last one was just miserable. Um, it was yeah. just absolutely – well, it was miserable for a lot of reasons, but – but it will be nice to get home, to get back home, to yes. have the team in Finley and our recording home. You know, we will be back in our recording uh, home after the match. Yes, back to CBC. Back to CBC, have a Chestnut Street uh, ale with some chicken fingers and sit there um, with, hopefully, with in celebrating uh, celebrating a win with the, Chatta, the Chattahooligans and other Chattanooga fans and maybe some Napa, Napa fans if they if they make the long trek. Alec, uh, Eric, excuse me, Eric, who we talked to a couple weeks ago, said he wouldn't make it. So that's too bad. I'd really like to meet him, but maybe there, maybe there'll be some other folks uh, from Napa, uh, Napa that will that will come. So again, that's we have all all that to look forward to, and just think, you know, after these matches, we've got a spring season to look forward to. So you know, there, we got a oh, lot, yes. we got a lot of positive things to still to still think about, and I know that I know there's not a there's not an effort deficit there's not a you know i didn't the game the guys certainly didn't quit i, I mean there's no quit in that team and um no. you know, these are as you said everybody's 10 to 15 percent maybe 
uh, apart from top to bottom. And these fine margins, that's what, that's what this competition's about. And, you know, just like happened with the Cosmos, you know, we hit a crossbar, their free, sh- their free kick went in. Um, tonight, if, if one of those clearances goes out, you know, they don't score. And, you know, so who, who knows? I mean, we just have to, we have to continue to fight, and, and hopefully the guys won't, won't, be, won't have their head down too much. Again, we, using Matt's point, the performances, if you look at possession, if you look at some of the numbers, I think we're doing what we want to do. And, you know, we, I, and that, that's got to be seen as a positive. I think we're doing what we want to do except – for converting that possession and those chances into goals. And that's a big yeah. accept, but uh, there's, I think there's still a lot to be positive about. Well, let's try to stay positive over the next yeah. 24 to 48 hours until we record the regular pod and, yeah. and we will reconvene at that time. And maybe we'll have some more sensible uh, analysis of this match and, and uh, where we're headed going into Napa Valley next weekend. So I do want to say before we go, before we go, Todd, you sent this out. David Smotherman sent out a tweet earlier um, that we heard um, today of the passing of one of our Chattahooligan uh, brothers, Scott Kramer, who lost a battle with cancer. So we certainly want to give all of our thoughts and prayers to his family and friends and the CFC family that knew him, you know, it's a, it's a great loss. You know, he was big in the, in the CFC community. He was big in the community, um, and an advocate for those with autism. And so his loss will be felt by many. So again, we want to give our thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. So with that said, Todd, anything, anything else about the match or anything else that you want to cover? No, I think that's probably it late on a Saturday night. Yeah, we've talked for about 43 minutes, so we'll wrap this one up. This is a long one, and we just have to laugh at those times that the back in the day when we said this was going to be four minutes and 23 seconds. So, um, as always, yeah, maybe could, 42 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> that's right. We've passed that already. Uh, as always, you can find the podcast on anchor.fm now. Uh, you can go there and see all the episodes. If you are interested, you can also go there and uh, provide some support to the podcast if you like what we're doing and want to do that. Again, we thank all all of you who have already chosen to do that. We really do appreciate it. You can find the podcast on Twitter at 423SoccerPod. You can find us also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash 423SoccerPod. Uh, I am Jim, and you can find me on Twitter at Chattagooner. And this is Todd. You can find me. <clears throat> Let me try that again. This is Todd. You can find me at Footballer on Twitter. So, yeah, we forgot to introduce ourselves at the beginning again, but we did it at the no, end. No, you introduced me, so I appreciate that. Oh, I introduced I you. And likewise, I should have in turn introduced you. Oh, okay. We should just start introducing each other. Each other? All right. Yes. Well, with that said, we will see you all soon. Go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, Mr. Oliveira, with a cheeky goal. <laughs>